Rise above rejection. Invincible self-confidence for men. Do you get frozen with fear around women because you're afraid of rejection? What if rejection was the least of your worries? What if you could turn this natural aversion on its head and become immune to its negativities? How would that change your life? If you were not afraid of rejection, you would never settle for a woman you aren't much attracted to. Never waste time orbiting in the friend zone. Never waste money and emotions on expensive mistakes like rushed marriages, mail-order brides, and e-relationships. Prevent a dissatisfying life of settling for unattractive women and single mothers. You would save both the time and money wasted on OnlyFans and porn. You would go after and get the caliber of woman you really want, and you would never cower around beautiful women again. This book shows you precisely how to eliminate that crippling fear of rejection from your life forever. Gone will be the days you beat yourself up for not trying with the woman you couldn't stop staring at or thinking about. When you read this book, you will discover the statistical realities behind rejection. The real reasons women turn you down, so you never waste a moment ruminating about it again. I will also show you mental models that take the sting out of the shutdown, a simple yet powerful technique that dramatically reduces the frequency of rejection, what to do when she's very rude to you when saying no, and the mindset that transforms a rejection into the best thing that's ever happened to you. Rise above rejection. Get your copy today at reinventideal.com slash reject. That's reinventideal.com slash reject. You're listening to Reinvent Ideal, dating and life advice for men. So you're struggling though, you need some help? The wisdom you need when you're depressed and no one cares because you're not a chick. Well, we're all enjoying our day. We're going to lose 12 men to suicide today. Your weekly red pill prescription. It's a place for unguarded conversations to investigate with a council of men the riddles of life. With Cairo Copeland. One of the most important subjects to cover when it comes to this pursuit is how to handle rejection, how to accept it and take it easy on yourself, to not let it destroy you. How well you deal with failure determines how often you get to deal with success. Just a simple fact that you will be rejected many times. And how you respond to this rejection is a large part of what makes you either irresistible or disposable. See, a rejection is not a failure with women. The only failure with them is when you do not approach them out of cowardice. I'll tell you what though, when you look at it from the outside, it really is quite strange to me how hung up people get from a failed approach and a rejection from it. Because what's happening here? It's that someone who doesn't know anything about you decided that they don't want to know more about you. I mean, doesn't that reflect more so on what a jerk they are than what a loser you are? You know, oddly enough, people feel a real physical pain when being rejected. There was an experiment done. I forget uh, the details of it. It was at some college, of course, where test subjects, students, were rejected by actors. And later, the organizers told the students not to feel hurt because it was all an act, but the subjects were still hurt. And the organizers went further to tell them that the actors were really Klansmen, but the students were still hurt. And it's just like physical pain, because only physical pain remains unhealed in the presence of contradictory facts. But how you handle rejection needs to begin before the rejection even occurs. It needs to be in your mindset from the start. And that mindset needs to inform you that your self-worth is not dictated by the reaction of a complete stranger. I mean, should you ever care what a bunch of strangers whom you'll never see again 
think of you in a giving passing moment. And of course, there's a poisonous mentality that's born from moments like these. After enough rejections, the pursuant guy starts to doubt what he's been taught. And if he lacks the sexual intelligence that he needs, he may speed up the process spiraling downward into red pill rage and then into the black pill and MGTOWism. And having a hate for women is going to rule his mind from that point on. And this poor fella has very little working for him, and now his negative experiences and emotions compound together to ruin his life. But what the better man knows is that his enemy is never the women. The women don't know what they're doing. They're just falling in line with female nature. Keep saying it. Your enemy is not a woman who doesn't think you're worth getting to know. Your enemy is society's imperatives that have given you presumptions and limiting beliefs about women. Also, there's the deadly imperative carried all throughout culture as unquestionable gospel, and that's if a guy cannot win a woman, he's not worthy, and it's expected of every guy to be able to win a woman over, and it's force-fed to us through every movie and TV show, even comic books, novels, and video games, uh, like the princess for Mario. He does something, then he gets the girl, like she was waiting for him there the whole time. She didn't have a choice in the matter. Compatibility factors, prior relationships, visions for life, they all go out the window. Once the hero accomplishes his goal, then his coveted woman is awarded to him. But you see, even in those stories where the woman is the central character, even when she expresses doubts, and certainly when she appears to be making her own choice, it doesn't change the uh, outcome and has no effect on the uh, audience's perception to the contrary. Because we just know that the hero will get the girl, as he always does in the end. That's just movie formula there. And now a new problem has been born because of that. See, the anonymous overlords of society have spoken, and what they say is that it's expected of you to be able to win over a beautiful woman. No one will ever show you how to do it. It's expected that you already know how to do that as well. You're supposed to just get it. And if you don't get it, there's something wrong with you, and you don't have the right to learn how to get it. And when you demonstrate that you cannot do this, it's perfectly fine for the rest of society to ridicule you. They even have names to call you for the occasion, like loser or virgin or chump. What you're expected to do next is unclear. I mean, are you supposed to just disappear and sulk away? Because, you see, then they got more names for you. They will call you butthurt, pussy, and bitch boy. Most men make the mistake of believing an attractive woman who is unresponsive to them is a bitch. But most of the time, she's just shy or insecure. Because you gotta remember, they're more afraid of you than you are of them. Do not forget all the hard work that brought you to this point of being able to approach beautiful women. Many guys believe that the work they did by itself was enough to entitle them to a pleasant response. So they get angry when that's not the case. But you see, this hard work that you've done for yourself, it might not evoke a pleasant response from the woman you approach, but it can evoke a pleasant one from you. You see, you've worked hard on your emotional intelligence, your financial situation, your lifestyle, your fitness, your appearance, and your social skills. If she doesn't want you after all that, there's only one explanation for it. She's mentally ill. I mean, would you really be hurt by someone not wanting to talk to you if you know they have a mental illness or arrested development or some other serious impairment? Of course not. There are flaws within their thinking that run deeper than the ability to judge you as a worthy person or a person worthy of getting to know. So while it's not helpful to verbally express these thoughts, it's perfectly fine to think them if you're rejected. I just want you to think when it happens, just think, oh, you know what? I'm so sorry. I didn't notice that you're mentally afflicted. Yeah, it's such a shame. You look like such a great girl, but yeah, people like you need legal protection, so it wouldn't be right for you to be with someone like me. But I do hope you do find yourself a nice mentally afflicted boy to end up with, though. 
Now, none of this is to pick on the truly mentally handicapped people. We should have nothing but sympathy for them. This is to keep yourself sane in a world that has no sympathy for you. Another expectation of us is that we're supposed to have nothing but 100% acceptance for not getting to have what we want. Whatever you need to think in order to cope with such a cold world does not make you cold. And it's your way of rejecting her back. She's not the one you're looking for. It's not you. Okay, thank you. Remind yourself of all the work you've done on yourself because that will tell you that it is not your loss, but hers. So don't hate the women that reject you. You want to feel sorry for them because they're missing out. It's like that uh, Bible verse, love your enemies or pray for those who persecute you. You remain cool, calm, and collected and confident in the face of objections. Never defensive, not antagonistic. If she's just not attracted to you, there's nothing you can do to persuade her otherwise. So lying or altering yourself for approval is worthless. Painful rejection feels just as painful as rejection feels just to even think about. It's never the way it is in movies or stories. You see, women don't revel in rejecting men and humiliating them because it's not a feminine trait. Most of the time, they'll let you down gently. They'll just say, oh, I have a boyfriend, or I'm married, or I'm just not ready to date right now. And these are good things to hear when being rejected, even if they're not true, because the truth behind such statements is that she saw there was a human soul behind your actions. It's a pretty nice thing, really, because she felt the need to let you down gently. She had the decency to dish out a recognition of your basic humanity. And that's a far stretch in a world where women are told they can shit all over guys because guys are so disposable. If there's anything about a rejection you should take personally, then just take this part personally. They saw you as a human and didn't want to hurt you. Why then did she reject you, you might ask, because that definitely hurts. The truth is, it wouldn't hurt you now, but it would hurt you later when you found out her acceptance of you wasn't true. Whether she let you down gently, or if she behaved like a big jerk, neither one really matters. The right way to respond with it is with the warm goodbye. And this is a technique that you want to carry with you. We'll show the world, and more importantly her, what kind of man you really are. So she lets you down softly. She says, I'm sorry, I'm just not interested. You could just say, you're fine. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Have a good night. And then walk away. Now, suppose it's a less graceful rejection. Like she says, get away from me, you fucking loser. Still, you just say, well, it's been a, quite a pleasure talking to you. Have a good night and then walk away. In both instances, it is being said in a very stoic tone, without indication of a single emotion. Think of the voice of Agent Smith from The Matrix. You see, his demeanor is quite the appropriate one for study when it comes to how to behave during rejection. And the warm goodbye also doesn't have to be used solely for rejections. You can use it when you've run out of things to say and fear a very long, awkward silence followed by an awkward departure. The idea behind it is just to let people know that you're in control of your social interactions, and there's nothing they can do to influence how you feel during them. And there's three things it accomplishes. Now, for her, it makes her rethink her actions. See, if you awkwardly try to continue a conversation that she doesn't want to have, then you're just digging your grave further, and her frustration and disgust with you is going to build. But when you use this and go away early, she'll think, you know what, he wasn't the bad guy. Maybe I was a little cold. And then for everyone else watching, if you walk away awkwardly, well, they'll know what happened. But if you use this warm goodbye, they're not going to think anything of it. And for you personally, if you walk away in defeat, that's going to confirm every insecurity you have. But this warm goodbye says, you know what, it's not me, it's them, it's her. You ended the conversation, she didn't kick you out. Warm goodbye 
will save your night because it will prevent many encounters from going as badly as they possibly could have. And the next point we want to make here is never retaliate against a rejection. If she rejects you, don't say something bad about her back to her face. Because it only confirms to her that she made the right choice. And it also confirms it to you. And another thing, besides uh, retaliating, is don't look for a reason for the rejection. Forget finding a reason. There's just no need to find meaning in a meaningless interaction. And most of the time, you'll never find it, so it's a wasted effort. It's that certainty hunger creeping up on you again. And it's a problem that even the most successful humans on Earth have had to overcome. The world's richest investors were seldomly certain about their portfolios. And they don't need to be. They are certain only of their investment selection process, not so much the investments they hold. Now, related to certainty hunger is a hunger for everything to have meaning. And that comes from our culture, because you see, the fiction that we rely on for entertainment, uh, movies and novels, they're loaded with meaning, both explicit and hidden. A great movie's going to have both. But you see, it has this condition now to believe that everything needs to have meaning, so the mind has trouble accepting the concept of randomness. So if the failed interaction must have meaning, or if the rejection must have a clear cause, then this is it. It's just randomness. And let this satisfy your certainty hunger and meaning hunger. Just remember the wheel of likelihood with all the inner, the outer, and contextual variables. And randomness is in charge. And if this isn't good enough for you when it comes to finding a meaning for this or resolution for your mind, just turn the magnifying glass on yourself instead of on her. But don't look at yourself for inadequacies. That's not the point. What you're looking for is how did you reject yourself before she rejected you? you know, quite often before the approach, guys will come up with rationalizations of what could go wrong and why. And they're meant to serve as a safety net for when the approach fails, but they serve more as tripwires that cause it to fail. Rationalizations are the thoughts that you say to yourself like, that's okay if she doesn't like me, she probably already has a boyfriend, she looks very judgmental and I'm not dressed to my best, or I'm not ready for this and she's going to notice. But the better man rationalizes the least. He understands that the subconscious mind goes on the attack when you approach women you're afraid of. Because if you do something you normally couldn't, you challenge your very reality. Rationalizations just need to be turned on their head and exposed for what they really are. When you say, I don't know what to say, what you mean is, I don't know what to say to impress her. Or, I'm not dressed well enough means, I need the right wardrobe to impress her because I'm not impressive enough of my own. When you say the words, I can't, what you're really saying is, I won't. The problem with these rationalizations is they become self-confirming. If you believe a woman is very judgmental before you even approach her, any behavior she exhibits will be interpreted as judgmental. Each instance of that behavior will be a further shot to your confidence. Even the slightest bit of resistance from her is taken as an aggressive pushback. But resistance is not rejection. Resistance is simply a product of cultural conditioning, because women are told not to make themselves too easy. So even women who like you may resist you, and sometimes they're just unsure that they want you. So they're testing your confidence to see if they are attracted to you, and her level of resistance is directly related to your level of skill. The more skilled you are at approach, the greater the tests she will throw at you. And we've got to talk about a very common test that I'm sure every guy has been hit with. And that's when she says to you, I have a boyfriend. And you got to come up with something to say in response to that. And i got a lot of things here to say in response to that. i got a lot of things here that are going to really help you out. I think you're going to like using them so much, you actually hope that you get that line thrown at you just so you can use one of these. Because it's going to completely disarm her. 
So what should you say when she tells you, I have a boyfriend? A lot of guys get tripped up here. And this is usually where they just sink within themselves and sort of accept defeat. And a lot of it is also cultural conditioning because it tells us you leave another man's woman alone. You don't go after her. But isn't it more respectful to women if we believe that she is not another man's possession? I'm not saying that you encourage infidelity, but if she is more into you than she is into her current boyfriend, isn't it more respectful to her to let her decide who she wants to be with instead of continuing the social assumption that she has no decision-making power on her own? But beyond that, sometimes when she says that, it's not even true. Or maybe she's with one that she doesn't really even like. And she's just saying that in order to unload the responsibility on you. And that way she does not feel guilty for talking to you. Keep talking to her and let her heart make the decision. Because quite often guys respond to her with a disappointed look and tone. They've shut down inside. And some guys may abruptly end the conversation. And what this shows her is that, well, there's your true intentions. That's the whole reason you were talking to her. If you weren't being direct before, well, you're being direct now. But you're also saying with it that you didn't have the balls to state your intentions up front. So the better man has responses already at the tip of his tongue for when she says, I have a boyfriend. Like he'll say, well, I have a math test tomorrow. And then she'll say, what? And then he says, I thought we were naming off stuff we were going to cheat on. Or uh, when she says, I have a boyfriend, he'll say, well, I feel bad for him because you're just going to have to break up with him. And he says that very uh, quickly. That was right on the tip of his tongue. And she says, well, but I love him. And he says, well, maybe you can see him on the side from time to time. Or when she says, I have a boyfriend, immediately after he says, yeah, well, obviously don't bring him on our date. Or he'll say, eh, so do I, but I think you're straightening me out. Or you can say, oh yeah, my last girlfriend used to have one of those too. Or you can say, hey, just because there's a goalie doesn't mean I can't score. Or you could say, well, good, you have someone to rebound with once I'm done with you. You see, when you're equipped with the right thing to say, you'll be surprised at how fearless you'll become. You'll actually be hoping that she says that just so you can use one of these. Because sometimes she doesn't really have one. It's just the first thing she says is a self-defense, because... Uh, sometimes it's to see if you really are man enough to handle what she throws at you, or to see if you're comfortable with yourself when the odds aren't in your favor. And then it's also a matter of a lot of the guys that approach her are guys that she really doesn't like, unattractive guys that do it poorly and act like creeps. So she has this immediate thing to say to her uh, defense to scare the creeps away. And you might say, well, that's lying, isn't it? The dating world is saturated with dishonesty, and women give an excuse that's not true to avoid feeling bad, or to avoid acting mean, or to avoid an embarrassing, awkward confrontation. You see, to face life head-on is not a feminine trait. That's a masculine one, and that is why they may even agree to a date, but then not show up for it. It's why they flake and ghost. They don't care about the consequences for guys that they're not attracted to. And quite often those guys accept being treated that way, which is why they continue to get treated that way. Honor and virtue are purely masculine concepts, and they're alien to female. Now, sometimes rejection is not always early on like that. Now, if it is, that's good. It's preferable for it to occur as early as possible. If you're friend-zoned, it's because you spent way too much time with her without flirting with her. So state your intentions up front, and... Don't take it slow, otherwise you're going to fall in love with your fantasy version of her in your head for months. 
And then when you state your intentions, it's all too late. She's no longer able to see you as anything other than a friend. Now that's the rejection that will hurt the most. That's the rejection that's personal. So do not hide your intentions, because it's only going to intensify the pain of rejection when it does come. You want to get it over with before there's an emotional investment or before there's a any money spent on the woman. And the last thing I want to say here is that rejection really is the last thing to worry about. It's the thing that's scaring guys the most, but I think it's probably the least of your worries. My guys are thinking that this is going to be the worst thing that they're ever going to experience, but I think on a scale of 1 to 10 for causes of emotional pain, rejection is probably a 1 at the most. Because when you're rejected, you didn't really lose anything but potential. And that potential is always there to begin with. But you didn't lose anything because you didn't have anything to begin with. But you see, when the opposite happens, when you're accepted, when you get the dates maybe form a relationship and an emotional investment with it. That's where the real pain can begin. Because imagine if you were to have a successful approach and the relationship you had desired to get from that has gone on for a year now. But then something tragic occurs, like she cheats on you or a more disrespectful act than a harsh rejection. Or she needs to move far away Somewhere that makes a long-distance relationship impractical. Not that you should ever get into one of those. Don't believe them. Those LDRs. Or if she stops taking care of herself. She gains weight to the point of becoming obese. And now you watch the woman that you once so deeply loved grow to hate herself so deeply. And then having to break up with them because you realize your relationship with them is preventing them from living their true potential in life and realizing true happiness or vice versa, and they hate you for it afterwards. And when she understands you better than anyone else has ever understood you before, but then decides to break up with you, that's one form of rejection that is personal. Or when you've lost friends for the sake of the relationship, only for her to end the relationship, now there's two things you can't get back. Or when you've lost your true self for the sake of the relationship, because you built your whole life around it, and now it's over. Rejection from a stranger is nothing compared to any of these things. So perhaps you are listening to this and you're thinking, oh, you know what? That makes up my mind. Rejection early is bad. Even if you succeed, it can still turn out bad. So I'm just going to not do anything at all. I'll join MGTOW or I'll join a black pill community, live a comfortable life, date myself and say, fuck everyone else. Well, even when you do that, you don't avoid pain. You only trade one kind of pain for another. Now you've found the pain of being with no one with no one to comfort you or give a shit about your existence. You may as well be dead because no one would notice you either way. I'm not trying to push that as uh, that is something society says and I agree with it. I don't agree with it. Don't like it. What I'm trying to say about this is that avoiding the game, avoiding the scene, withdrawing from the theater is not going to be the cure-all to your pain. The, the point is just that pain is unavoidable, whether you're single or in a relationship. But what I say is, look for the pain that is worth it to you. Look for the situations that have suffering you can easily endure. Whatever it is that gives you suffering, at least make it something that you can pull some enjoyment out of. Let your pain be something you can look in the eye and shake hands with, rather than something you cower and flee from. See, the sooner you're rejected, the less it means about you. The more you're rejected, the better you become. In poker, the more bad hands you're dealt, the sooner 
good hands will come along. Michael Jordan always mentally envisioned during every game that the score was still 0-0, zero to zero, no matter what the scoreboard actually said. When you do your approaches, completely forget what happened during the last one, good or bad. Score is still 0-0, zero to zero, and it is better to be rejected than it is to settle, because when you settle, the lesser woman will end up rejecting you anyway because settling makes you unattractive. Is it not better to be rejected by the attractive women than the ugly women? Which is going to make you feel worse. Now, some of you guys out there that are saying, no, no, this is all too much trouble. It ain't worth the pain. I understand. I understand. That's what a lot of MGTOWs think. And going back to withdrawal from the theater and why they do it, I'm not going to argue with you against that. What I think is the best move for all men is not going on strike so much, but doing something that inspires a correction in the sexual marketplace. You see, when stocks are getting too high in value, we have what's called a market correction there when it pulls back. Well, when it comes to women and their perception of their sexual market value, that's higher and more inflated than it's ever been before. So it's about due for a market correction there. And I say, what needs to happen to make that market correction? is for you guys, for every guy, to better himself. To stop focusing on trying to get the girl, but focus more on trying to get a better life. And part of that is just getting better with women in general. When you're approaching each woman, don't try to get that one particular woman. Just try to get better with women in general. Or an even more objective goal than that is to just get better at socializing in general. You just are looking to improve your social intelligence not trying to pick up a certain woman. As guys get better at building their social lives, building themselves up with their fitness and their finances, and making themselves better humans, consequently they also become better potential partners, and possibly even become the type of guy that women will chase. And that guy gets to do the choosing. He gets to be the one that makes the choice of who it is he wants to be with. I think that that, more than anything else, will inspire a sexual market correction. Because even these MGTOWs and the guys that have sworn off women entirely, I think that if we woke up tomorrow in a world where women overnight had just changed and the way that they treat us has completely changed, where they chase after us like we're the prize, I think even the MGTOWs, they would uh, like that. Because what's inspiring them to be that way is not a natural disgust for women. It's just the behaviors that are currently popular with women right now that they're displaying and exhibiting. That's what's turning them off. So if those behaviors were gone, then there wouldn't be any MGTOW. And I'm telling you, what's going to cause those behaviors to go away? What's going to correct this sexual market instead of being one where the women reign supreme and the men only get what few crumbs fall from the master's table? It's going to be men reinventing themselves and creating their own ideal lives. And that is it for us today. I hope this has been helpful for you. And if I can be of more help to you, let me know at Cairo at reinventideal.com. And that's Cairo spelled just like the capital of Egypt. C-A-I-R-O. I'll make you a deal. Wherever you listen to this podcast, whether it's Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, if you leave me a review on that 
platform and you screenshot that review and send it to me in an email to Cairo at reinventideal.com. That's Cairo at reinventideal.com. I will send you a copy of my free ebook, The Drama Free Relationship How to Tame and Train Your Girlfriend. Because here's the deal in today's world, you do have to condition bad habits out of a woman that you are in a long-term relationship with, a woman that you choose to make your girlfriend. You're going to have to condition bad habits out of her. This book will show you how to avoid much of the drama and pain that could inevitably be caused based on the conditioning that she has received prior to being in a relationship with you. So that's the drama-free relationship. How to tame and train your girlfriend. I will send it to you for free if you send me a screenshot of your review to Cairo at reinventideal.com. Please remember that the bull gets blocked right here because I am my brother's keeper and I got your back. Thank you for listening to Reinvent Ideal with Cairo Copeland. Your weekly red pill prescription. See more at reinventideal.com. Rise above rejection. Invincible self-confidence for men. Do you get frozen with fear around women because you're afraid of rejection? What if rejection was the least of your worries? What if you could turn this natural aversion on its head and become immune to its negativities? How would that change your life? If you were not afraid of rejection, you would never settle for a woman you aren't much attracted to. Never waste time orbiting in the friend zone. Never waste money and emotions on expensive mistakes like rushed marriages, mail-order brides, and e-relationships. Prevent a dissatisfying life of settling for unattractive women and single mothers. You would save both the time and money wasted on OnlyFans and porn. You would go after and get the caliber of woman you really want, and you would never cower around beautiful women again. This book shows you precisely how to eliminate that crippling fear of rejection from your life forever. Gone will be the days you beat yourself up for not trying with the woman you couldn't stop staring at or thinking about. When you read this book, you will discover the statistical realities behind rejection. The real reasons women turn you down so you never waste a moment ruminating about it again. I will also show you mental models that take the sting out of the shutdown, a simple yet powerful technique that dramatically reduces the frequency of rejection, what to do when she's very rude to you when saying no, and the mindset that transforms a rejection into the best thing that's ever happened to you. Rise above rejection. Get your copy today at reinventideal.com slash reject. That's reinventideal.com slash reject.